0: Michael Keel. I'm Roger Bell-West. And this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. We are in Rogers, uh, Erie, perched above the frozen valley of High Wycombe. Snow in uh, in sight from side to side. You can hear the horse-driven sleighs pulling the members of the upper classes to and from their festive celebrations. The howling
1: of wolves dragging up members of the lower classes is mostly ignored. Those of you who live in countries which are better organised about snow may hear the words six centimetres and laugh hollowly. Uh, this month? Uh, what are we talking about this month? Uh, well, first of all, um, the future. How to do it right. And how to do it sort of vaguely, internally, consistently, so that people don't say, well, hang on, why don't we use the... <laughs> Last week's plot device. <laughs> and m- more generally, the language of role-playing. We, we, Or at least I will always say that role-playing has its own narrative conventions and shouldn't borrow others, but what are those conventions? And let's see if we can guess at them. Oh, and I have a small... Festive surprise for you, Roger. Panic, panic, panic. Onwards!
0: First, a unsolicited commercial um, promotion. We get, um, via the network of, uh, of sinister and conspiratorial figures who are in charge of role-playing. You knew we were one of them, didn't you? Um, uh, access to the bundle of holding uh, early. And this uh, week, month, uh, they're repeating their One Ring um promotion with and, some extra stuff with some extra uh, extra stuff which wasn't in the first one and uh it's safe to say that there is just about all that you could want to run um a campaign of uh, wandering through the mirkwood in the days after the death of Smog, and fighting against the shadow and that sort of thing i i will admit that i returned all my um physical um one ring material um, at Dragon Meat and sold it off at the Bring Buy. Uh, but that doesn't, isn't, is only to say I, I, it didn't suit me uh, or my players. It, it is very good for uh, adventures of that specific sort. And I strongly recommend that you, uh, well, take a look if you if you like that sort of thing.
1: It does have the advantage that it's relatively cheap. And if, if you do decide you like it, you can uh, then get more stuff or hard copy stuff later. Yeah. I must admit, I've never played The One Ring. I'd like to give it a try sometime. I was playing to. Persuade you to run it for me, but apparently. Oh
0: well, right. yeah, I got rid of the
1: got rid of the funny dice as well, but uh, yeah, I, the closest thing I've got was playing Merp, which was pretty much we we have painted we have a very nice cloth painted backdrop that says Middle Earth on it, and now we're going to play Rollmaster. Yeah, uh, I, I
0: noticed that it was the the wizards particularly were a bit um, yeah
1: not according to Tolkien. Yeah, though according to Tolkien it does involve them being game angels much power of plot well they're, they're, they're angels they're, they're, let's be frank
0: and if you're going to have incarnate angels wandering around in your game uh, well yeah that, that's another set of problems you don't expect them to be consistent or comprehensible or... I think they should be trans-
1: transcendent and, whim- and whimsical and arbitrary to be frank <laughs> and not player characters yeah well we're talking about promotional things uh, I have just had a segment in our turn women on gaming podcast talking about board games which I also play his moment of glory, friends. His moment of glory. Uh, so I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh,
0: on to less, to more exalted and less, less commercial things. Do we get paid for this? No. One of the things I picked up at Dragon Meat uh, with the immense wealth and bounty that came from selling off quite a lot of other stuff uh, was the latest uh, version of Traveller, the cool book for Mongoose Traveller. I have a strong affection for Traveller. I think Hmm. most old um, uh, grognard age um, uh, role players do. And I liked what I
1: saw of the first edition of Mongoose Traveller though some of it seems a little perverse it Uh, it feels a lot like somebody's I'm going to take Traveller and turn it into something really impressive only they've had some professional editing done on it and and it actually fits together as well No, no, it looks like somebody has taken um, uh, original Traveller
0: and said let's take the good bits and let's put in what we've learned from the past 40 years of role game
1: and more of everything yeah uh,
0: that is not necessarily a recommendation (laughs) Folks, for instance, uh, one of the things that struck me about it was the fact that they have included, uh, and Roger tells me it was included in the first edition of Mongoose as well, the idea that you could start the game with medical debt from all the wounds that you suffered,
1: whilst... or because of the anti-aging drugs you started. Well, taking. yeah,
0: that's another. That's another point I was going to come to, but it uh, the anti-aging drugs are part of the of the same thing. Um, why are we first of all? Why are we introducing a fact of twenty uh, first century American politics?
1: According to Ken Height, it pretty much starts with the Second World War.
0: Well, yeah, that's that, that's that's true too.
1: That, um, that's, that's snow falling off the roof, folks. Yes, yes, Santa
0: has arrived early. The um, why are we introducing this into the umpteenth century? It isn't fun. It isn't necessary. It isn't even likely. For for for
1: goodness sake, one could argue that it is a way of keeping player characters hungry in a, in a world of generous mustering out pay. I think that's the only game. Yeah,
0: there are better ways of making the players hungry. Have you seen the cost of operating your own starship? <laughs> for goodness sake, there's no. If you if you're going to be a traveler and and the intro to this edition says clearly this is about this is a game not about the people who stay where they are on their own planet and never leave this is about a game about the people who go from star to star and keep into stellar um, uh, civilization working in as much as it does and and there, and therefore what need for this and it struck me that this is tied in with the anti anagathic thing that's been in the game forever. Um, and uh, basically, there are laws against living too long in the Imperium, or at least a very strong social um, disapproval of anybody using high technology to live for a long time, and and making and the drugs are expensive and or totally illegal, and they once once you stop taking for them re- for reasons which are utterly. Utterly ridiculous and entirely story-based. You suddenly start aging all of a sudden. The fuck. Do- Excuse me. Excuse me. This is a. As I get older, I, I, I find I find this sort of thing a little annoying. Um, the that this strikes me as being part of the drive, which has also been in Traveller from the beginning, to deny the possibilities of the future, to make partly for the sake of the GM, so that they can actually handle uh, what all these fantastic adventures in a world we can barely imagine are going to be like, to make the great possibilities
1: of the future just not work out properly. You go here, you get into trouble with organised crime, you have to shoot them a bit.
0: Yeah, well, those are plots that we know how to make work. Make um, work. Now... One of the, I'm going on a bit, but we'll get to something, to other points in a moment. And one of the things that I got rid of at uh, Dragon Meat, I keep coming back to this, was uh, my copies of Eclipse Phase, which those of you who've been with us from the beginning will recall I was at, enthusing about right back at the start of um, uh, of our five-year God help Us um, mm-hmm. campaign of, uh, of ranting at you every month. That was a game which embraced um, the possibilities of transhumanism of a quite near future um, human race, which was quite different from the one we actually live with. Of course, it also it also embraced uh, Cthuloid things from outer space trying
1: to eat everybody. But you have yeah, though the, the f- smooth. Uh, well, we did this at more more length in in that first episode, but it's worth I think considering the difference between that and transhuman space. Hmm. Which came out a bit earlier and is deliberately trying to be. This is rooted in the present day. Yeah, the 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 pro- political problems may have changed, but they're still essentially recognisable political problems. Most of the people you meet are human biological people. Yeah, unless you go somewhere fairly strange and so on.
0: And I, well, and I think
1: Eclipse Phase took, had an, had an advantage just by saying, "Yeah, you've got all the tech."
0: Yeah, yeah, you can you can your character may be incapable of dying provided you pay for your cloud storage on a regular basis. There's a video about that but I'll link, <laughs> I'll link to it in the show notes. Okay. okay. And this uh struck me and it struck him. I hope it struck him as a a good excuse to talk about the possibilities of the future and gaming in the future and what what it would mean
1: to do it right. Um uh, something this, this that was also make us grumpy. This is also inspired by uh, Brett Oval's comment that we've we've talked about doing Star Trek right as one of yeah. the inspirations for my wives and sweethearts campaign. And but we haven't really gone into much detail about what that actually means.
0: Well, alright. The first thing about Wives Do you want to do an intro to Wives and Sweethearts?
1: Um I suppose. I basically it is. It is the reasonably far future. The Royal Navy is in space. This is a story about people aboard a warship that spends most of its time not actually at war. I, th- I think that's the nutshell.
0: It's. It's. It's very much. Um, it's a mix between a service in the in the Second World War. It feels like the twentieth century navy in culture. It has a bit of because we're so far away from any uh, direct controlled by the Admiralty, it feels like um, a
1: Napoleonic space game because you're there and you're the one on the, on the spot. Yeah, even if you can set, send somebody for help, um, the message saying, yes, you are authorised to fire, would not get back for hours to days. So you kind of have to be able to make that choice yourself. Mm. And uh,
0: and there are... Well, you, it's not that far, far, far in the future. The The nation-states have realigned I, I really must get clear in my mind why france and russia have formed a conglomerate um, um across most of europe
1: but um uh i i i, I think well, it's, it, a, it's it's m- most of southern europe uh, f- fell in, into the russian sphere of influence yeah
0: and uh they're, they're the bad guys folks they have better cooking than the russians do now but they are the bad guys <laughs> and uh and, and it, it's still—it's a couple of hundred years from now. Uh,
1: yeah, the the date was is basically as as close to contemporary as I can get away with the high technology I wanted. Yeah, uh, there,
0: we're in actually we're in the early days of 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 the formation of interstellar empires for the for the nations
1: of Earth. Earth is not a united government by any means. There are thousands of colony worlds out there already. Yeah. Um, so it depends on how you define early days. There, there has been at least one major war about imperial possessions, mm. though we don't call them empires. Some of them look a little. Some of the the policies. Some of the colonies
0: look a little thin on the ground, not quite established.
1: Maybe it's where we are. Yeah. Um, because of the the way I I built the background, this involved quite a lot of programming. Uh, I basically u- used a. A spread model, mm-hmm. starting from Earth, and saying, "Okay, here here is an, here is the initial belt of colonies." Yeah. Uh, from each of those, uh, look at roughly how human friendly they are, and that gives you approximate population growth rate. Mm-hmm. And once the population exceeds a certain value, they might start spinning off another colony. Hmm. It It's a crude model, but it it gives a vaguely plausible spread. It looks. It, it
0: would look something like my games of Civilization. I think.
1: Yeah. All right. The
0: uh, uh, the the feel of it is still very twentieth century. But you're, you've you've told me, and it's not been emphasised in the game that back on Earth, back in the core worlds, at least, we are in a post-work
1: environment. Or at least, if you want to be, you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this was. Uh, w- one of my two big influences on this was obviously Star Trek. Yeah, uh, the, the story about a warship that spends most of its time exploring, or at least not at war. Uh, you can say what you like about Trek Next Generation; it's still a warship, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, but with 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 with, with uh, pet cats and counselors. Thinking about that, and also bringing in the probably now fairly obscure author John Winton, who in the '50s, '60s, and '70s wrote a number of novels about contemporary Royal Naval life at the time. Mm. So my, my thoughts initially was what, what would happen if he, he had been the guy in charge of writing a science fiction st- series. Okay. Um, but one of the things I want here is it's still basically human stories so of the humans should l- look like recognisable humans. Mm. And that in itself um, is is a huge veer away from transhuman space and the sort of radical hard SF that is probably still fairly popular at the moment. It, it means you know, we, we don't have artificial intelligence. Hmm. We have re- reasonably smart computers, um, but you don't have a conversation with them, or at least not a useful one. Um, the, 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 this is specifically so that we have a ship with a crew of a bunch of people, not yeah. you know, four, four people and their robot army yeah there are
0: there are, the way the players are playing it is feels very much like a british um, society of now or even a little time ago but then the navy is often an
1: old an old fashioned um a culture in itself um well where the, where the post so, society feeds into it i i think is in um who who is the sort of person who joins the navy? Because traditionally, one of the reasons for joining the armed forces—it's not one that gets talked about much—is so that I can I can make enough money to live on. Yeah, and and not not be on horrible welfare that will just about let me starve in comfort, mm. mild comfort. So when the horrible welfare is really quite is really quite comfortable, then... yeah. So so who joins? Yeah. Um, well, all right. It, This is less true on colony worlds, but colony worlds also have fewer people. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if, if you're growing up on a colony world, you may well have been an actual farmer um, and and suitably bored with that and so on. And and the Navy will happily take you and and, uh, use that. But if if you grew up on a core world, um, maybe you don't have as much as you would ideally like, but you have enough. You, know, you, you you have reasonably nice food, you have a reasonably nice place to live, and so on. Yeah. So who are the people who join at that point? Not just who are the people who joined as officers, but who are the people who joined as enlisted? Yeah. And a, lo- a lot of it is in order to get training on cutting-edge tech,
0: hmm.
1: Um. A lot of it is because it seems like fun, because of the extension of lifespan. Some, somebody may well do a twenty-year hitch and think of that as, well, that was quite fun. Now I'm going to go and li- go off and live my real life.
0: Yeah, the I, my character is uh, simply insanely ambitious and thinks he can be a captain. But by the time he's thirty, um, he has overconfidence. What else? Um, I'm not quite sure about the motivation of, of the of the others. <laughs> We, we you've written it in a very unusual manner because we found
1: ourselves, first of all, being a class at the Naval Academy. Yeah, know, the, this extended over time. The the original plan for this, yeah. I think I may have mentioned before, it was, it was what, basically what the situation we have now, where each character mm. has a, has a sorry, each player has a primary character on the ship. Yeah, and a cast of secondary characters who can be played when somebody else's yeah. primary character is doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's true it's, play in effect, yes. It's kind, yeah, it's kind of along the Ars Magica model, as in your primary character is probably the one who's, go, who's going to be heroic, if anybody is. <laughs> um, I should be so lucky. <laughs> when heroism knocks. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 will le- I will
0: leap in and then discover that I don't actually have the skill that is needed at this moment in time.
1: So that, that, that was plan A, um, and that, that was another Star Trek influence, to try to get away from the model where the captain and the senior officers go, yeah. are always the people who go and investigate the dangerous situation. Yeah, the captain and the, and, and the number one are non-player characters. So, yeah, junior officers are more expendable. They might well send one or two of those into a dangerous yes. situation. Uh, Mr. Um. You're all, you're all capable of lead, leading marine parties, and the breeds usually keep a straight face
0: why are the marines always are the marines oh, as sarcastic with the other officers i mean i may i may be a little a little prejudiced here <laughs> yeah that's what, that's one of the things i was going to say about the the inter class and inter rank relationships it feels very traditionally british when you get to play one of one of the one of the, the lower ranking um of, um characters you 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 uh you mostly mutter things about the bloody Ruperts. What do they call them Ruperts in
1: the Navy? I don't think they do. Well, they and, certainly can't call them Rodneys. Yeah. That would be a compliment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, uh, and, uh, and get on with the job.
1: Yeah. if if you if it, Yeah, though, though particularly a technical um, rating or NCO is expected to say, excuse me, sir, I have this idea.
0: Yeah. And excuse me, sir, do you think that's really, really practical? Uh, there, there is a small thing you might have overlooked, sir. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah, so uh, all, all, all of these are short of the nuclear option, which is could I have that in writing, sir? Which is a signal to the wise officer that he's just done something really stupid. Yeah. The uh, all right, this is less
0: idealistic than uh, Star Trek. It's based around the the, the
1: scramble for prom- uh, for promotion for glory. Even mm. um, well, part part of the background, as I see it, is in a world of oof, thousands of worlds, trillions of people. Mm. How do you get noticed if you're the sort of person who wants to get noticed? Yeah,
0: it's hard enough getting noticed by your captain, uh, let alone by <laughs> the
1: uh, by by the population in general. One one of the things that came in when I was working on the background is crime, and crime is an obvious. Um, motivating factor in a lot of role-playing games whether the PCs are committing it or doing something about it but a lot of crime in the real world at least is because people are feeling starving desperate can't afford their drugs whatever in this world to a first approximation nobody's starving most drugs are affordable you might have a really heroic habit that that needed more money than you could otherwise get on it um but that solves itself very often but there are always going to be people who who want more than their neighbours. Yeah, uh, there are always going to be people who want want to be in charge of, well, violence basically. Mm. Um, what, what, one new motivation, of course, is there is a limit to how much life extension tech the state will pay for. Ooh. Because after after a certain point, the the costs essentially increase as you as you get older. Uh-huh. The, this is true now. Uh, and the, the more the life extension tech can do, the more the more it's going to cost. And after a certain amount, of this, they say, "Okay, you're 300 years old. We 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 feel that you know, yes, you're you're costing a million pounds a minute. And are you really producing a million pounds a minute in, in value to society? Mm. That's a yeah. That's an interesting
0: ah. Uh, that's an interesting way to handle it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I think I'm not saying all those people are going to become criminals, but some fraction of criminals will be people in that sort of situation yeah. who just have a need for a lot of money with no questions asked. Yeah, but that, what what is that,
0: in, in a world of abundance, if not super abundance? What's a profitable crime? You can't. Uh, you, can, uh, you, you can theoretically um, get money by uh, false accounting, but i I don't believe I don't believe it very much. As
1: a as a long term uh, term scheme, so well one, one way of making crime profitable is is to steal really expensive things. For example, starships, hmm. and that that is one of the reasons you have piracy. Because, you know, a a tenth share of a, a freighter that you, that you, that you stole and and uh, retransponded and, and sold hmm. on to somebody who isn't going to ask too many questions may well be enough for you to retire on. Yeah, or maybe you will spend it on really expensive um, space hookers and need to do it again next month.
0: Yeah, the, we we managed to uh, uh, we managed to close down one particular um, chop shop um, which was recy- recycling halves of ships, um, and was that was a nice
1: little op- op- operation which looked good in all our records, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, but the the thing that doesn't happen, at least I can't see an obvious way for it to happen, is. Your low-level criminal thug types, they get much harder to recruit. Yeah. Because you you need to, A, A, you need to find the people who are willing to do it and aren't just desperate, Mm. because they aren't desperate. You also need to offer them enough to make it worth potentially losing what they currently have, which is a not terrible situation. Yeah, which
0: means you're looking for people, the people you're going to recruit are going to be people like um, retired naval warrant officers. I was going to say nutters, but <laughs> oh no, no, no! You're a retired naval w- warrant officer. You've you put him uh, in twenty years, maybe maybe multiple twenty years, and you know everything there is to know about spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's all very well saying that for the good of the state, we're not going to um, provide you with any more anagathics because you've uh, you are you're, you're, you've just uh, reached your lifetime cap, but you. Potentially can go on for a considerable while longer uh, if only you have several millions to spare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I, I would say recruiting a retired naval warrant officer would be um, pretty good
1: for, um, yep. yeah. Well, yeah. What, what I was thinking more is you, you you don't get your your petty muggers and leg breakers oh, and things true. like that. You don't want petty muggers and leg leg breakers, do you? Yeah. That means then that the sort of criminal organisation that thrives on that uses that as seed money to do the big stuff also doesn't exist. Yeah. It's very yeah. In that case, mm. we 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 have not talked about prostitution in the game because it hasn't really come up. But my my default assumption is that it is moderately legal, moderately regulated. You know, hmm. if a prostitute has trouble with a the client, they can simply go to the police rather than having to take yeah, other crime. means. And that, again, that removes the incentive for organised crime to get involved.
0: I'm fairly sure there's a leap of imagination we're not making here. There should be crime, there should be new crimes implied by the, uh, by, uh, by the tech and by the civilisation, but I'm not quite sure what they are. Some of those are in my notes for future adventures. Oh, good. I'll look <laughs> forward to that. The, um, the problem with Star Trek is, um, there are several problems, really, but you have faced up to one of the problems, which is lack of player agency when they're not at the top of the chain of command. You said you're not at the top of the chain of command, but you're still
1: going to get to do stuff. Yeah, and while you may not be deciding what am I going to do this week, you are still in a position to decide how am I going to do it. Hmm how can I do it in such a way as to make me look good when the next quarterly reports get written? Yeah. I'm not quite sure that actually lying is necessary to shine, but it would <laughs> certainly be helpful in certain circumstances. I don't think anybody has a compulsion not to, not to lie. It's one of the really crippling ones in GURPS, I think. Mm. But, uh, I... Uh,
0: yeah, I I feel that we're... Somewhere in the middle of the uh of the of the exploring the possibilities of the future chain in wives and sweethearts. We're not um we're not seeing super science, except that there are hints of mysterious alien what whatnots and uh, and tech which we whatnot of somewhere
1: in the background. Your ships run on something pretty close to super science.
0: Yeah, but it would take a physicist to get excited about it
1: yeah please
0: well the 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 the, 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 the giant uh space space woodlice uh come uh come come barnacles that <laughs> somebody appears to have designed and released um are quite astounding as are the living ships um which i'm not quite sh- i i i want i want to know more about they're, they're a bit of sense of wonder stuff that um <laughs> uh that we, we've sort of I, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to tie all this together at some point in the future. He said, looking at him suspiciously. Well, yeah. Would you? Would you? Um, would you find it easy to run something with the really gosh wow stuff? that you are no longer
1: subject to death. A level of, of futurism. Well, I've read Eclipse Phase. I've never, never even thought seriously about running it. Mm. Um. I don't see that it's a problem, except insofar as you need to think about motivations. Yeah, why am
0: I keeping going when my last three cells died doing this? I uh,
1: or indeed, what what? Where is the tension? Yeah, because uh, or let, let, let's say you you can take a backup at home before you go out on the dangerous mission, hmm. and in theory, if you return from it, you can merge that. You can. Update things and yeah. have another backup. there. so the only bit of you that's actually going to be lost is the bit that went on the dangerous mission. Hmm. And all right, it still feels like dying while you're doing it. Yeah, but, but this... it does it does seem to me that people who have grown up and got with and got used to this sort of technology will think of it in terms of well, I'm only going to lose a little bit. Yeah, my uh, my personal temptation there would be to. Uh...
0: Introduce the reintroduce the soul, um, and make it clear that uh, that that the new version actually isn't you, but that's a theological temptation and something that not everybody is subject to. It may
1: it makes well if if not everybody in the game world is subject to it. Why why are the people who are, uh, are going out in these dangerous missions?
0: Yeah, well, it, that's true. As long as there as long as there are agnostics out out there, I. Uh, uh, and even atheists, I do not need to risk my own personal self. Hmm. That's a that's a very interesting thought. I <laughs> I suspect that that the existence of this this backup based re- reincarnation um may t- tend to reduce every game to the status of, of paranoia or maybe tomb. Um. uh It is it is a definite problem, but. I like the idea of being able to move yourself from one body to uh, to the next. Actually, you can probably, hmm, you can probably do a lesser version of the of the uh, of the possibility as long if the fact is that um, you can't record a mind in process, and mind is an ongoing process. You can make your brain yourself you can put put a final refuge for yourself, your self your soul into your body and uh and make it armor it enough that um it's not going to be destroyed under most circumstances
1: that that's what i set up for um well b- borrowed and modified for Rain of steel when i was working on the supplement for that mm. um, basically that I, w- I won't say where this happens to avoid spoilers but in in one of the uh robot run zones it is quite possible to have have your brain and sufficient parts of spinal column removed from your body put into a heavily armored pod which mm. can then be stuck into various sorts of warbot or indeed a human similar body
0: yeah i i i think i think most of us squishy sorts are going to want something um a bit more sensorily pleasant than oh the human similar bodies are pretty good yeah um, I I, if I can't tell the difference, then the difference doesn't matter.
1: But, I, And you get to be a giant armored war spider.
0: Oh, yeah, yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm My day job, I, in my day job, I'm a giant armored war spider. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I could see that, I could see that working. But if you, if you, it, that sort of serial immortality the, the varying, it's very difficult to destroy you. Mm. Is probably more survivable.
1: Um, but the, the way I, we ended up actually writing that in GURPS terms is not as here is an armored part of your body. It's here is an extra life. Yeah, with certain restrictions, as in if you get hit by a really big anti-armor weapon, then you've got problems. But do not jump for, into for, volcanoes for, for normal purposes. Essentially, this is this is your your body got blown up, but you get to come back. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. I'm I'm, I'm reasonably flexible. Um,
0: I uh, personally I'd use something more nanotechy and oogly-boogly than uh, than just extract the brain and stick it in a box. But uh, I'm it so feels sorry.
1: like I, I, 1930s. I'm so sorry. Anesthesia d- d- has problems with, with the um, sensory... Uh, n- never mind. It won't last for long, okay?
0: <laughs> Do not scream. You're not capable of it at the moment because we have
1: disconnected your larynx. It'll only frustrate you if you try. Hmm. Uh, yes, well, Rain still, Steel, I did not originate as a setting. Yeah, uh, th- This tech was to some extent already there. Uh, I-, I just modified it. But the-, the robots are not hugely high-tech anyway. They-, oh. they-, they are better advanced than humanity was at the time it came apart. But they've spent a lot of effort on um, mm-hmm. fighting each other as well as fighting all of humanity. Which is the only reason there are any humans left, as I seem to recall. Okay. Some-, some of them actually find humans useful. <sighs> what about... Um...
0: Uh, doing doing Star Trek right. Doing is there anything you would do to do Traveller
1: right? I, was, I mentioned some of the things that annoy me. Well, one of the things that's a problem for me, I realise it's not a problem for many people, is that um, cheap reactionist drives break my suspension of disbelief. Ah, uh, yeah, go it, on. You tell me this, but explain to the to the listeners. If you have a system which essentially lets you put in electrical power and get out momentum, hmm. um, then you have planet-killing kinetic weapons. Yeah, yeah, I agree entirely. And my feeling is that no matter what you say about well, society doesn't like doing that, there are always going to be some level, some number of people who are fanatics. And the larger your society is, the smaller the proportion of fanatics you need in order to have at least one. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree
0: with this. Um, I think it's, it's saveable... Partly by, by the fact that there are imperial marines, but mostly by the fact that the traffic,
1: space traffic control has to be armed to the teeth. Yet yeah, there's nothing much they can do. If if you if you turn the incoming spaceship or asteroid into a glowing radioactive gas cloud, yeah. then your planet is going to be hit by a glowing radioactive gas cloud too, in a high fraction of C. Mm. You d- you don't have enough warning to push it off course.
0: All right, in that case, immense tractor beams. Uh, all right, if you have tractor beams, it gets easier. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, the, the the does it make it any better if you say there has to be a high station? No, uh, no,
1: uh, and, and maybe a beanstalk as well. I, I'm more inclined, actually, to throw physics out of the window completely yeah. and have a drive that gets you rapidly up to a a set and usefully high speed, Mm. but does not provide acceleration. Um, Things like um, Paul Anderson's hyperdrive, which 2300 AD used as Stutter, where you you can make lots of jumps in in quick succession. Yeah, but that's not the answer to, the the jump drive isn't the answer to the problem. If that's what you use for your in-system drive, then yes it is, Uh. because then you don't have the high velocity in real space. Point yes. You, but, you can you can cross real space quickly, which is what you need in the game. Yeah, but I, I
0: don't think I don't think it entirely solves the problem. We throw rocks rocks at them. If you can get to space cheaply, then you can you can put chemical uh, drives on on something nice and heavy and pointed at New York.
1: Um, yes, but that does take longer to do. Hmm uh the, the thing about your your traveler reaction drive reactionless drive is that you you 've got your hundred ton spaceship and it will only take a month or two to get it up to a significant fraction of the speed of light and that is not true of chemical rockets or or any conceivable rocket a month or two traveling excuse me traveling at sunlight
0: speeds towards a planet for a month or two yeah, you start a long way away and how well it depends on the tech how far away you can be detected.
1: But yeah, what, what what you do if if you're me and you're thinking about this is is get up to your you know ninety percent of C or whatever it is before you enter detection range, assuming that's possible. Yes, that Well, your power plant only your power plant will run for a year without refueling. So
0: hmm.
1: okay. So this is admittedly a relatively minor point because it is possible just to say, well, that doesn't happen. It's a genre convention.
0: Uh, no, I don't and, like saying
1: that. No, well, I don't, I don't like saying it either. Because, as, as we've said before, one of the things I like about science fiction gaming, or science fiction-styled gaming, is that it says, here is a box of toys, now put these toys together in unexpected ways to solve the problem. And saying this particular way of putting them together is not allowed yeah. doesn't really work for me. So, some different. The, the short version of the answer to your question is some different sort of normal space drive. I don't know what. Something. Mm. Okay. I mean, we still want it to be about traveling. We still want it to be about spaceships. Um, the the sort of drive you have really defines the sort of universe you That's have. That's true. Yes. Uh, so um, and the, we do not have the, the the
0: nice. We don't even have something like the the expanse. The nice in system, in one system uh, stories mm-hmm. without something that that gets you off an Earth-sized
1: planet cheaply. Um, and and uh, flexibly. Yeah, I, I, these days I'm I'm inclined to assume beanstalks around reasonably civilised worlds. Certainly, what I what I did for wives and sweethearts, mm. simply because it makes sense. Yeah, if if you have the tech to constrain antimatter for your space drive, then you've probably built things strong enough to make a beanstalk out of. Mm. And yeah,
0: the, it, it makes sense from. It makes sense from an economic point of view as well,
1: but that's less less of a concern. It, it, it's certainly cheaper than any conceivable mm. aircraft, spacecraft. Yeah,
0: and yeah, the the fact that there are, I don't know, the fact that there are, you're not going to believe that the, the fact that there were worlds destroyed in that sort of fashion. There were, were world-killing weapons used in the in the. Bad times after the fall of the first empire isn't going to be enough
1: for you to say um, there is uh, there there is the social pressure is enough, is it? Well, consider Babylon Five, where in in season one everybody believed no, nobody will ever again use planet destroying kinetic weapons because we got better than that. But oh dear, now they are. Yeah, minor spoiler for season two. <laughs> it was it was a, long,
0: a good se- series, but a long time ago. Okay, we have. um uh, We have touched on some of the things we like and do not like about uh, the future. Let us go on to something else.
1: There's a thing that Roger always says. Which is that role-playing games work best with their own dramatic conventions rather than trying to borrow dramatic conventions from books, films, television, and so on. But Brett Evill has called me on this, and what are those dramatic conventions? What, what can a role-playing game do that linear fiction can't, and vice versa, or shouldn't? Or well, the first thing that comes to me is you've got you get free a sense of involvement.
0: Yeah.
1: You you can. Overdo that and get your players to leave. But the default state is that the players are interested. They're involved. They are their proxies are doing stuff, and that that will that will hold attention even even if the immediate matter isn't uh, directly engaging. Yeah. So you don't need to have everything directly engaging all the time. And go back go back on that. Yeah. All right. They will they will find things fascinating about talking to the guy. In the bar, and look at the player-generated stuff. Um, there, there are quite a lot of players who who will quite happily spend half a session going shopping.
0: Yeah, all right. Don't remind me. <laughs> I have pain in that particular area. Um, yes, and they will find. Uh, a part of that is that you are. Um, uh, that yeah, that you are showing them uh, the the world. You are show. You should be showing them the world in each individual little thing and, and everything should be about the fantastic nullness of the world except of course that
1: sometimes we're in a mundane and tacky world but that, that's... But, but, it, but even if that is the case it may not be overtly
0: yeah.
1: look here i'm hanging a tag on this to tell you it's important hmm. You don't have to appeal to commercial market or or even to a mass market. You only yeah. have to appeal to your players. I think this is another important thing it's true the You, you don't have to worry about the guy who tunes in halfway through episode twenty seven hmm. and doesn't understand what's going on <laughs> well yes you uh you uh, you don't have to to worry
0: about as I understand the people who have money worry about. Um, whether whether Aunt Aunt Betty will understand this, whether she will sit there saying, "What's going on? Who are these people? Why do they have those funny things on their heads?"
1: Yeah, and um, as as long as your players want want to want to do stuff in this setting, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how uncommercial it is. Yeah. obviously, unless you're trying to get it published as well. But but that, but that doesn't
0: get to the cool bits of well. It has an art a, a, form.
1: Again, it means you you can vary you can go further off the mainstream than you than you can in other forms um i think a lot of it again is, is variable time scales um uh, you yeah. can, you can have multiple complex overlapping stories rather than having to have a thing that wraps up every episode you you can say okay in this session we don't appear to have got very far but it's one session of 20 or 30 well i'm going to i'm going to argue with with that i I make it an aim. But I mean, I'm dragging
0: people out, sometimes on cold and unpleasant nights, um, taking them away from their homes and hearths, and I'm sitting them down, and I'm making them listen to myself and uh, to other people too. Something must happen every t- in a, every mm. session. It doesn't have to be much of a something, but something must happen, even if the players are trying to stop me. Something must happen, <laughs> even if the players. Well, or so, sometimes it can be a thing that the players have done. I think. Yeah. Well, most of the time it should be something that the that the that the players have done. They should feel, for good or ill, that their actions make a difference. That they have agency, even if it's bad agency. They should feel there is um. There is a purpose to to their particular uh lives one of the things that we don't do well and we shouldn't really try to do is um well there's a sort of book i don't actually like to read about um about i this is one of the things i argue with with i'd argue if you paid attention to me with robin laws about uh, is 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 his love of drama as a as a process of of people's feelings towards one another as a, as a, as a thing about petitioning and, and granting and not doing, um, the, the, the sort of, a sort of, of, here are my feelings and I'm showing it to you, um, art is constrained by the fact it has to, Use that to make sense of the art as as a as a structure the 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 relationship of people trapped in a room or trapped in a relationship has to be reflected
1: in the structure of the play whereas as role playing games splurge all over the place I and, think some of it may simply be that because of that sense of involvement role playing games can be not terribly good art and still be fun. I'm not so. Sure they so they even, don't.
0: I'm not sure what good art is in this con- context.
1: Well, in in the sense of, um, well, for, as as you're suggesting, showing parallels, or in the sense of having a neatly wrapped up plot, or I think I, those, all those things are dashed useful. They're nice to have, but it's not the end of the world if you don't have them. And if if you have a story mode which um, doesn't entirely require them, you can you can still get away with it to some extent. Uh, here's here's a thing role playing games do really badly. Yeah, foreshadowing prophecy anything about knowing the future oh come on that's not uh, that's not hard if
0: you if you have a sense of the structure of the campaign of 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 where you're going with 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 a, with a thing um the the dropping a, me- a mention of what is going to turn out to be the climax of the campaign is not at all impossible I, I don't there, know if there, anybody there noticed case. but me but i've done it recently in my nice black Agents game by by trailing the uh uh the fact that president Putin was insisting that he would be present at the next um european security conference um in the news in the background nobody paid any attention but i noticed it was there <laughs> um i think you can i think you can do it um if you're all right it, it's hard with...
1: work and i don't think i don't think it suits the role playing medium all that well. I
0: th- uh, I I th- uh, I think it's worthwhile if they say aha. Of course, the prophecy of Makalanlan. um The it didn't even, didn't something somebody say something about that? Oh oh, back when we were still climbing up the mountains, <laughs> it, 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 you can do you can do it, and I I think I think you probably should if you can manage it. If you're doing something with enough, mm. all right, go on.
1: Rely, okay, two sides of the same thing: relying on characters who don't spot stuff,
0: yeah.
1: Relying on characters who do spot stuff, yeah. In, in linear fiction, you can do this. Even in a video game, which is probably the closest thing we have to role playing um, in, in something like mainstream now. Yeah, yeah. There are critics out there. You can simply say, and Un- until you work out the solution to this puzzle, you can't go any further. Yeah. Uh, it's not as common as it used to be, but it's it's still a thing that video games can do. In a role-playing game, you don't get to do that. You you. Uh, th- this is where the entire gumshoe system comes from. Yeah, the idea of saying, well, okay, you 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 none of you made the skill roll to spot the clue, and none of you have, has actually worked out what you need to do, but we're going to keep the adventure going anyway.
0: Well, I think there is a gap between uh, none of you have found the clue, and um, with gumshoe, guess, gumshoe will give you at least a clue. Um and and working out what it means. I'm not sure if I've ever played the gumshoe system as it's supposed to be played. Mm. Um but the 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 there there is a, I can see the the possibility of them having all the information and still not knowing what the
1: hell's going on. I believe there's stuff in Trent Cthulhu, at least that is um it's, it's suggested that that uh, even at this point things should keep going. I can't remember the details. Well yeah, certainly it should keep going. Stuff should could should still happen.
0: In a Cthulhu adventure, doom can always arrive anyway.
1: And the 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 other side of that, um the, the character Okay, it's it's lazy writing if if the character in a story has all the information they need to progress but they don't put it together mm. uh and until some other things have happened and, and things are supposed to be moving on. Mm. It it does happen. It it in a detective story, it makes the detective look stupid if, if the reader has worked out what's going on and, and, the, uh, detective and the detective hasn't. hasn't yeah, I, ah, uh,
0: yeah, the a good detective writer will uh, pull the, will, will 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 pull the the distraction trick so that you don't notice when you've been given the information um, that you actually that you need because yeah.
1: yeah. Though, yeah, either way, you can't rely on the players. Um, mm-hmm. Well, no, no. You can't rely on the players it should be at the core of our our aesthetic of role-playing. Yeah, which I think ties into it's intrinsically first draft. That's not necessarily a good thing, mm. but it's something you have to accept. You, you don't modulo certain extremes of odd mechanics, get to do over something. You, you don't get to rewrite it so that it works better what, what, once it's happened, the general convention is it's happened
0: no you do, you the most you can do is run it again um, with a better written version. but this is folk art. I think that the the, the that just as much as uh, sitting around a piano and uh, with a family sitting around a piano and singing yeah. or uh, Morris dancing, whatever the hell that's about. Um, is it's folk art bringing the sun back by waving handkerchiefs and and ringing little bells and whacking sticks at each other
1: and drinking a heroic amount of beer? That I can believe
0: has some sort of mystical, what call it? But anyway, but is more likely to be involving water and earth than it does <laughs> the sun. But yeah, this is folk art made for the moment, made for any any sort of long-term um, production
1: of it is entirely illusory. The Well, speaking as somebody who records some fraction of his game sessions and, and has published them, and apparently people listen to them, and I listen to some of the other people's, yeah. it's not... Um, it, no, nobody is going to, going to mistake a recorded game session for great literature or great music or anything else. No, but you, it, it, it's a form of entertainment, it's quite fun. Um, the ones that have worked best to me have been the ones that don't take themselves terribly seriously. Mm. One of the reasons. I Yeah, I've not
0: published any of my... Mostly because I, my, my games groups have been together, for, as I've said before, for quite a long time. And we tend to be family, and we tend to be harsh on each other sometimes. And I don't want to do that to my friends. Mm. I mean, if I felt... If I felt tempted, the uh, uh, I might record some things, but I'd certainly let them know beforehand. But I think it might spoil the flow of the uh, of of the of the game. Flow is a thing that we do well. Mm. Flow is um, is is something where we when it's when it's running well and 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 people are listening and working and in their character and in the story at the same time. Um, then that that
1: is that 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 is something wonderful and very and very creative. I think you can have a lot more complexity of narrative um, without risking losing people, as long as the players are up for it. Hmm. At least the right sort of player won't mind taking notes about who hates whom and yeah, who, which faction is trying to do down which other faction and so on. Hint all of them. Yeah, the that is also
0: it's it's in a, a really good run. It's uh, it's a it's a mutually create creative thing of the and the GM is taking in all the possibilities that the players have come up with and weaving it into his pre existing narrative and making it work together somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever run a campaign that ended where I thought it would.
0: Mm. Some of mine have ended a little too early, uh, well, yeah, because of uh,
1: and yeah. e- e- even the ones that have come to conclusions and. That doesn't always happen anyway, but it's very much, well, players start having input during character generation, never mind anything else. If the characters that they come up with are fitted to a particular sort of story, that's the sort of story I'm going to give them, because that's the sort of story they've said by character generation that they want to play. That may not be exactly what I wanted, but if if I wanted to write my specific story, I'd write a book. Um, I'm just thinking about the... World War II campaign, which is certainly my longest running campaign. It's yeah. been going over 10 years, over 100 sessions. Um, I really don't think it would work as a book. Well, and as one, a
0: TV, one, would it work as a TV series?
1: I don't think so. I mean, one, one, one could perhaps focus on one or two of the characters. Hmm. Um, I suppose yeah, one, one could do one of those sprawling epic... TV series about it, yeah. Though somebody coming in at season five really would have no idea what was going. We we, we did actually bring a new player into the campaign recently because one of, one of the others had to drop out, yeah. And we spent probably half a session bringing him up to speed, yeah. Which was quite fun for the other players because we were doing it largely in character. But, oh yes,
0: yeah. don't touch that.
1: <laughs> but okay, some some anime series have have a recap episode halfway through, yeah. But it, it's still not a not a regular thing. Yes, yeah, so and why do we not talk about Chicago? We're not saying. <laughs> the, the Yeah, there is something
0: peculiar about the focus of role-playing games, especially long-running ones. What it's created by is, is a group of people sitting down and bringing various characters to it, but those characters aren't the same. Those characters they 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 vary from sometimes it's uh, the the focus of, of the story is often a very odd thing we ought, we ought to ought to talk talk about we've talked about before about why people are dis, dis, discovering why the characters are there and what yeah, they they, they may not
1: be important people in the world hmm. but they should be important people in the story because that's the point of telling this story yeah I think it would be very difficult to do something like that Babylon Five episode, where where the focal characters are the guys who clean up the corridors. On the other, I, on the other hand, lower decks episodes. I
0: think I, that you should run for Wise and Sweethearts, <laughs> at least one in which none hmm. of the none of the officer characters appear except as background. Yeah, possible. The. Uh, the, the marines. Uh, what, what, what are the marines like when they're not being sarcastic about
1: the officers? I suspect they're being sarcastic about each other, but you yeah, there remains to be seen. What emerges
0: and what happens at the table is what the game creates. Yeah, it's I, the, I, it's I, I the think... events. It's not what you plan to happen. It's not what. It's not what the the, the genre demands to happen it's what the players and the GM make happen at the table and you really can't apply if it I always feel that applying genre um, expectations and conventions to a narrative is something that violates the spirit of freedom of action that you can and and could go anywhere that the that the universe permits.
1: Yeah, it certainly seems to me that if if you're trying to use the hamlet's hit points approach and say right we we've had a we've had a downbeat scene now let's try to have an upbeat scene that that is losing a certain amount of spontaneity it doesn't it doesn't necessarily destroy the game but it takes out some of what i enjoy about a game. Yeah, i i
0: i, I have yet to figure out how i apply that. I'm not sure I'm going to bother very hard. I I'm, I, I'm just thinking about I, I, um, my 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 yeah. my. my uh, I'm aiming towards a climax most of the time. I'm aiming towards a climax, either of the episode, or of the campaign, or of both together. And and that doesn't that and the up and down of scenes. The next scene is dictated by what just happened and what the players want to do.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about adaptations in, in uh, other contexts. um the BBC has just been broad, just broadcast the first half of a, I suppose one would call it a radio dramatisation of Rendezvous with Rama,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: Clark book. And they are perfectly sensibly not simply dramatising the book. Yeah, They're not even dramatising a cut down version of the book. They're doing it in the sense of, here, here is a documentary from 25 years in the future from when these events happened. Ooh, that's cunning. With, with people being interviewed about what they did back in the day and here are some actual recordings from the mission, and here are... You know, it, I'm not saying that's the only way to do it, but it's a way to make it work as a radio programme, yeah. which simply dramatising the book directly would not. Yeah, well, that's that's really cunning. I approve of that. I should listen to the
0: radio more. It's still the oh but Yeah. I think... Um, you can't really do something like that uncertainty is, is the thing uh, and and choice is the thing at the center of the game
1: and when that ah here's here's a thing all right go on sorry this, this i think is moderately okay. important um in in a james bond story yeah. for example the the question is not is he going to su- uh, successfully defeat the villain or mm. all the rest of it the question is really how who who is going to suffer and how much on the path to the the inevitable defeat of the villain in a role-playing game, you can have failure. Yeah, you, you even if it's a long-running campaign, you can have failure. It may feel a bit anticlimactic, but the fact that that is a possibility mm. adds a certain a certain spice. Yeah,
0: I, I, it is harder to make failure interesting, story-worthy, but it is possible. I, I've very rarely had. Not for not for a long time had a total party failure. But I've seen I've seen plenty of of player characters fall by the way, especially and fail to achieve what they were they, they were seeking to achieve.
1: Hmm. Um, various Cthulhu campaigns have the reputation of by the time you get to the end of them you're probably on your third or fourth character and the guys who originally knew the uh, starting motivation are long since dead or mad. Well quite good friends of who? <laughs>
0: I, I don't know... What we need here is, uh, is a... I'm a, oh, sorry to say, a a literary criticism equivalent. And I'm not sure that I'm smart enough to be able to provide it.
1: I say nothing about my partner. Well, no, I, th- I think we're groping usefully towards this sort of thing. And it, it is unfortunate that many, many of the people writing um, about role-playing games tend to be very up themselves. Hey... That could be us, could it? No, of course not. We're, okay. we're, 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 Down we're, to my, earth. solidly. Solid, solid, solid. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> more wine? Thank you. But, yeah. Okay, th- there is one, one more conventional thing, which is compared with everything except books, we have a massive effects budget. Yes. Uh, we can't get away with it quite as much as with books because people will read a long descriptive passage in a book whereas people in the game want to be interacting with stuff.
0: Yeah, you can hardly get out a, a a decent description of the gazebo before they want to kill
1: it. <laughs> it's a nice gazebo too, but I, I think it's well worth well worth playing up to that because, well, why not? Yeah, you, you oh. can do the grand scale. You you can look out of the window and see the fleet of thousands of ships, and and again, it's well worth saying that if
0: you have art, uh, you have visual aids use them damn it mm. if you have an art, uh, an artist if you're basing it around an artist's I- idea then use that and it will make the the world and the people much more real to the players and to you probably. yeah
1: something i very rarely do um about the most i do is your occasional quick sketch map yes yeah. uh... okay well having groped i think we better pass on
0: your help appealing for your help uh two weeks tomorrow is the annual winterville festival of my wednesday night role-playing group where we gather together in somebody's house and have a day-long session which means i have to get together something to run ah a one shot a one shot yeah um, i have two ideas that are floating in my head at the moment and maybe you can throw some light on them the first is uh, Butch Cassidy and the Starship Kid. Mm-hmm. Wanted to take some uh, Western outlaws um, and, hell, the Hole in the Wall gang are, are well documented and they, we even have photographs for them and somehow get them involved with a crashed alien on Earth. Well, okay, so, so
1: not just taking the easy Firefly option.
0: Uh, well snatching them from um and sundance from the uh, certain death in Bolivia has a certain temptation <laughs> um but I'm not sure which would be better on
1: uh to to run on earth or 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 in space that depends on the on the sort of shape i mean. When when I'm in this situation, I usually start pushing along on both, and when one of them comes to a dead end, I, I develop the other one instead. Yeah, the uh, then that comes to a dead end as well. But well, all right, fair <laughs> enough. You're going to be a help. The, uh,
0: the other thing was um, we you've you've recently had a credit in uh, a portal the 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 GURPS fantasy thing about portal uh, portal realms, yeah. yeah. And about uh, people coming and going from other other magical realms. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of running a Monster Hunter type thing in which, um, either using Monster of the Week or GURPS Monster Hunters, in which the players uh, find themselves in the tail end of somebody else's adventure. Some people went off to another world when they were kids, became the heroes, the kings and queens. Mm-hmm came back, grew up, and now the enemy from that world is coming to this world. And the one person in the group who remembers all this is trying to get them together and get them to invoke their magical selves and that sort of thing. Is that a doable thing?
1: I think I'd spread it out a little because... I'm assuming these are your player characters.
0: Oh, no, they're not. The player characters are the perfectly mundane group of of magically empowered and just badass monster hunters who find the mess afterwards. Mm. So the the question is how long it takes them to figure out what's going on. Hmm. No, that's... that's I've stumped you, haven't I? You're not...
1: There's well, you need something with a with a very strong interpersonal um, framework in terms of game system. Yeah, because there's fundamentally, it seems to me the core conflict of the story is trying to get the the old heroes to come back and be heroes. Yeah, and you're right. If I step it back, so so, so not not only do they need reasons for not being, they need different and interesting reasons for not being, and different ways of persuading them. That's also true.
0: Hmm. Maybe I'm making my life too complicated. That, that
1: might might run too long. What what sort of session? It well, we're are you talking thinking? we're talking about a,
0: a, de- a day session, no, more than three to f- four hours, maybe five. No, no, it's not going to. Damn it all! What's a good way of doing of doing one offs? Blow up the world. Thank you, Roger. That's ever so helpful.
1: I can't remember. I think it was Jerry Anderson and Lou Grade um, proposing what would eventually become Space 1999. Jerry yeah. uh, Anderson says, right, for the next series, I'm going to blow up the world. Grade says, that might make the audience nervous. Hmm. Okay, I'll blow up the moon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not doing Space 1999, the, the role-playing game. There are some deaths I will not plunge to.
1: I think I've had my five minutes. We, but, we, we've talked about Star Trek done right. Doing that right more of a challenge, but it could be quite interesting. I'll think about that one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm
0: back with Butch Cassidy on, on Starship. Never mind. Well, the,
1: the, 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 way, the way I do the um, the post-portal fantasy is to have the, play, the player characters as the people who were the heroes. And for very... You know, the The initial conflict is, are you going to get involved in that again and and that is essentially a gimme, because of course they're going to that's what the story is about, yeah, but there is some cost to doing that, which makes them initially reluctant then then they are effectively the monster hunters, yeah because they are the only people who believe in this stuff who can, who can put together the sightings of six different apparently unrelated things and say, "Yes, that really is the dark Lord because that's what he does. Mm. Yeah,
0: well, that's too long for us. That, it's a nice idea, but I think it's too long for a one-off.
1: All right. Butch uh, Cassidy, uh, okay, mode A. Yeah. Cowboys and aliens. Um, it is even less plausible that they will be able to work out how to use the tech than it is that 20th century humans would be able to work out how to use the tech, so that shouldn't be an important part of it. Though You probably want a cowboy with a laser pistol at some point. Oh, beyond a doubt. I would say, I was thinking of High The High Crusade? Pardon?
0: The High Crusade, yes. That is the that's the feeling there that the, that I've got. The problem oh, yeah, I, I'm i suspect also that uh, uh that uh, insert insert uh, inserts uh, skill into brain chips may may play a
1: part in this. Well, of, of course, skills never come with subliminal attitudes.
0: Never, never. The
1: manufacturer warrants this. You will not sue the manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, cra- the, the craving for
0: Ljamslakaka sauce is entirely natural in some species.
1: Here's a crate, half price for the first one. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: I think that might um go
0: somewhere. Yes, okay, that might go somewhere. That sounds more fun uh, than than, mm. than d- dragging doomed uh, people away from their doomed fa- families to
1: fight one last crusade. I was proposing a one-shot to the Cambridge group recently and one of them suggested that it's not very Christmassy, to which my immediate reaction was I've never run a Christmassy game in my life. But I do take his point that um, unpleasant people who may or may not be um, saving the world isn't really a particularly festive sort of thing. Ho, ho, ho.
0: Ho ho ho, listeners! Ho, ho ho! That has been improvised radio theatre with dice and if you have any wonderful ideas about what i can do for my midwinter festival uh, please don't bother to send them in because it'll all be done and dusted by the time you hear this if you have things you want to say to us about uh, the vocabulary of role playing and uh, how the future ought to be uh, then you can contact us via
1: send a message to podcast at lee, comment on the website or we have a shiny new discussion forum which will be linked on the website
0: Woo, shiny and new. You heard it here first. And um, in the new year, which it will be by the time you hear this, we'll be back to uh, regale you with more wisdom.